Hello and welcome to the Picture House at Fact podcast, aka the Big Blanket podcast, coming to you from under a blanket in the projection cupboard. And now you can find us on the Picture House SoundCloud, where you can also find the Picture House podcast. Get ready for and chats and some The Big Blanket podcast. Hi, I'm Alex, a projectionist here at Picture House of Fact, and I am joined with... Hi, I'm Michael, and I do the marketing here. Wonderful. All right, so in this week's podcast, we've it's a very exciting one, we have the magnificent, the wonderful, the hilarious, the new mother... The terrifying Alice Lowe. <laughs> yeah, um, she, she came in to do a Q&A for Prevenge, uh, her new film that she's written, directed and starred, as you've just mentioned. Um, and she's doing a little tour of some of the pitch houses. And uh, we, were one, we were the first one she came to. Wow. So I managed to score a little interview with her. And so you're going to be seeing a lot of that from this podcast from now on. We're going to be getting some amazing little interviews with as many cool directors as possible. Directors, stars, behind the scenes guys. Yeah, makeup, appliers. Whoever we can get up. Lighting guys, hands on. <laughs> I feel like you know, hands. <laughs> um, but before we hear uh, what Alice has to say, um, let's talk about uh, La La Land. Yeah, so this is the film of 2017 right now, isn't mm. it? This is the it's um, it's I'd say more popular than Star Wars, the Golden Globe smashing. Yeah, film. seven out of seven. Yeah. So uh, it is directed by Damien Chazelle and starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone as struggling artists trying to work their way in LA, in LA, LA, <laughs> um, in LA, whilst also um, whilst also falling madly in love to beautiful musical numbers with dancing. Um, I gotta say, maybe one of the most gorgeous films I've ever seen. Yes, uh, it's visually striking. The music is uh, cracking. There's a couple of like tracks in there which have just stuck in my head ever since I've watched it. Mm, um, from the very opening scene, so you're you're taken into a traffic jam where uh, it's just like any maybe any other morning in in Los Angeles, and then um, a woman jumps out of her car and starts breaking into song and dance, and then every single other uh, passenger and driver gets out of the car, and uh, it's just um, joyous. And then it's and it's it's all done in one take, and then. By the end of it, you're just seeing miles and miles of people dancing on their cars in, mm. with this like unbelievable landscape shot of hey, Los Angeles. Hey, I've got a good fact for you. You know that oh. piece of road yes. that they used? That's the same piece of road that they used in speed. I was going to say the that. Infamous um, jump. jump, the infamous uh, bus jump. I was just going to say, I, when you said that, that's an instantly what came into my head. Because you knew that fact as well. I didn't know it. I wow. just, it just, like, it it felt so right. Yeah. That's going to happen. Wow, that's a great fact. It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and for me, the film, from that moment on, it, it, it just got better and better. And it got, um, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are two fantastic central characters i thought yeah. ryan gosling channeled elements of like cary grant and mm. gene kelly and he had and there was like a screwball comedy well they're, they're sort of the, the ginger rogers and fred astaire of um of their day really mm. aren't they? they've been in crazy stupid love had a really uh 
beautiful little romance there. So it's, they, they're kind of like perfect for that because you, you've set them up before. You know that they're gonna, they've got great chemistry together. Mm. And then, but also, they've gone away and in two months learned tap dancing, uh, jazz piano. Like Ryan Gosling is playing that piano yeah. that you're seeing right there. Impressive. Phenomenally. Like, uh, it's unbelievable the, the lengths they've gone mm. to make this film. And it's just fantastically, uh, achingly, uh, heartbreakingly romantic. Mm. Um, the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking, that is the relationship I want in my life to burn. <laughs> I, want, I want a love to burn that brightly. It's a, it's a film that is steeped in nostalgia and there's lots of uh, influences and um, nods to old films of that genre like Top mm. Hat, Funny Face. Um, yeah, well, even from the music, the, the fact is that it's a kind of a very jazzy yeah. soundtrack. So you, you're instantly thrown into that uh, world of nostalgia. It's... But at the same time, for me, it was the story, the story of those two characters and um, their their fight for love and their fight for artistic creation mm. as well and and the struggle between love and artistic creation and sacrifice and what you have to sacrifice for one or the other was overtook the kind of musical of it and it's not a, a pithy musical it's a film with um a very interesting and yeah. serious kind of um exploration this, this of a very interesting subject i feel yeah this isn't Les Miserables, Miserables. No, it's this, and it's not uh, guys in dolls. It's not, it's, not, like it's not step up. It's um, you know you have moments of brilliant drama and dialogue. You know, it's not it's not a, a film that where singing is throughout it. Um, the song and dance numbers are there to highlight what has just happened mm. or uh, what is going to happen in the film, and I. It, it all just complements itself so well. Uh, Damien Chazelle, we uh, know he's brilliant from seeing Whiplash. I'm yet to see his first film now, uh, which was a musical as well, and I can't wait to watch it. I really, I'm... In fact, I was going to ask you, this is what I was going to ask on this podcast, Yeah. favourite intros of a film, of but musical intros? Musical intros? Yeah, like... Ha- like ha- favourite beginnings of musicals. Okay, well... How... I've got two... Well, how about okay. we have a listen to my uh, interview with Alice Lowe, okay. director of Prevenge, and yeah, then yeah. I'll have a think, and uh, I'll come back to you on that. Okay, so without further ado, here is Alice Lowe. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. You're probably maybe the most prestigious person we've had on this podcast. No. Oh, that's yeah. well. We had well. we had Tommy Wiseau. Do you know him? No way. Well, come on. He's more prestigious than me. I, I'm a fan of his. I, I I can't take him at all. I can't take his films really? at all. No. I mean, my partner is reading The Disaster Artist. That I yeah, just yeah. bought him. And I'm reading it next. I think it's brilliant. I, I do think The Room is a work of genius. Really? There's something uh, creepy well, about it. It's so creepy. I think he's a, like a sexist pig. <laughs> and and, and an egomaniac. He is, but there's something watchable about the film that kind of puts you in a strange yeah. headspace. Do you think you'll be watching great. the James Franco uh, uh, film? Yeah, I'm, looking for, I'm, I'm quite interested in James Franco playing it because I can see him doing it quite well. Yeah. But I do think it will be hard. It'll be hard to recreate it. 
as crazy <laughs> as it actually is. You yeah, know? you couldn't write it in a way. No, I don't yeah. think I don't think anyone can quite pick up on Tommy Wiseau's craziness. Yeah, anyway, strange. Let's talk about your film. I yeah. much I've seen an hour and ten minutes of it, and I much prefer it to the room. Um, <laughs> so you were like you were seven months pregnant yeah. uh, making this film. Yeah. And I can't even imagine like writing this film as well. Um, like, what's the practicalities of this? Well, it's funny because um, in my second trimester, and people don't talk about it that much, but um, I had loads of energy, which can happen. You like some women like completely redecorate their house mm. and stuff like that, and they have loads of energy. And I just put all my energy into my work. And because I'm freelance, I was quite scared of taking time off anyway because mm. you know you just get government maternity allowance and I was just like oh what if I don't work again <laughs> all of this stuff so when I had this opportunity I was just like yeah I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna make it work and I have all this energy and so you know when I was writing it I, I wrote it really really quickly and um it all just happened really fast That's great. and I just felt like Lucky. very yeah yeah <laughs> and I felt really positive about it because in a way I was a bit like oh well you know if it's rubbish it's not my fault I'm pregnant yeah. <laughs> I don't know I had like a sort of get out clause where I was a bit like I don't want to worry about it too much because actually the pregnancy is more important if I get a film yeah, yeah. as well out of this then that's great but you know, it's not my main focus. And that was quite nice, because it meant I was relaxed about the whole thing. Yeah, I was going to say, do you throw in kind of a cathartic thing? So, some of the material in there, when you're like, you're having a go at people, <laughs> I feel like it's coming from a very inner space that's something <laughs> you thought about. Well, I think that a lot of my worries I kind of exercised by making the film. It was like, I was feeling quite weird about being pregnant and being a mother and all this stuff that it's almost like joining this club, which I felt like... It's like Stepford Wives or something. I really felt like, oh my god, you're you get a personality transplant when you have a child and you have no control over it. And I was already feeling like I I just don't I don't know if I'm really into this, you know, like going to prenatal <laughs> yoga and feeling like it was so separate to the person I was before. Yeah. Um, but you know, I put a lot of that stuff into the film in one way or another. And by the time I made the film, I felt like, no, this is great. I haven't changed at all. I'm, I've just yeah. still been the person that I've always been. I like the same things. And it's really the same with having her now. You know, I've been taking her to festivals all the way around the world. Yeah. I've been bringing her to the screenings and stuff. And, you know, there's days that I'm just a mum and I'm just at home doing all that stuff. And then there's days that I'm just doing the same stuff that I ever did you know, yeah. doing Q&As and things like that. And it, it's been quite an eye-opener to me that I haven't had to sacrifice one thing or the other, you yeah. know, which I've, has been really nice. I've been thinking that fear thing because I was thinking, if I, 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 I don't want to be a dad anytime soon. <laughs> and there's a definite, definite fear about that. So I was wondering yeah. if this film was kind of like, uh, it was going to be do for pregnancy what Jaws did for going <laughs> in the water or something like that. I hope not, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> like, when I hear that pregnant people are going to see it, I'm a bit like, ooh. I don't want to be held responsible for their reaction to it. But actually, <laughs> most pregnant people who have seen it have really enjoyed it and really been into it. And um, it is quite cathartic, you know, yeah. it's quite a relief to watch because it's like, oh, pregnant women don't have to conform to a stereotype and they can be angry and they can be ridiculous and they can do bad things. And I think that's quite cathartic to watch. That was amazing. Like, did you read the, the Guardian article today about uh, dangerous fans? That no. you, you, you got You're included. A oh, right. movie with, like... Uh, and raw, oh, and, okay. yes. and, and I just thought there's like a whole new opportunity for like women writers at the moment, yeah. to, female writers, to come out and do films like this and be yeah. bad. Which... Yeah, I mean, I do think it's quite fertile 
excuse the pun, is quite fertile territory. And that's what I definitely, when people talk to me about women in film, I'm like, yeah, I mean, the statistics are a bit shit. And especially Hollywood, you know, there's less directors than ever that are female. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, well, I'm quite excited because I feel like I'm out there like an outlaw, you know, making weird films about weird stuff. And it's quite... um, Exciting! It's quite sort of energising to feel like you're doing something quite taboo and that there's stories that haven't been told yet. That's yeah, what yeah. I felt like with this story, that I Definitely. felt like I don't know anyone who's made a film quite like this. So that was actually quite energising. And, and, um, and yeah, and I'm meeting a lot of these female directors and I think there is definitely a bit of a movement, which is quite exciting and fun. And I think also that it's not an exclusive audience as well. It's like, I always say this about my film, it's like, I'm not aiming this towards pregnant women or no. women in particular. I love, love it if women and pregnant women came. But, it, you know, if a 15-year-old boy wants to watch it and enjoy it for the, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. stupid stuff and the violence and the, you know, I'm making some judgments about 15-year-olds yeah, well, there. I've but, got a mindset uh, of a 15-year-old boy, so <laughs> I, it, it totally appealed to me. But, you know, I, <laughs> you know, when I was making the film, I kind of wanted it to have lots of different layers to it so that lots of people could, could appreciate it. And we really had that with Sightseers as well. I think we really... I think that our audience, we thought, might be a certain group of people, but actually I've had, like pensioners come up to me and say I love that film it's funny you, know. you should say um, so my mate's mum just before Christmas bought sightseers yeah. for her and her husband oh really uh, that's thinking, funny. oh this will be a lovely romantic Out film or going on holiday it's a bad story <laughs> and then uh, she, she got home and she's like oh I quite enjoyed it before all the killings <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's a terrible story <laughs> it's like, such a mum story <laughs> yeah like oh it was dreadful <laughs> all um, these things happened so uh, the poster shows four star reviews all around there's got to be something else in the pipeline yeah um, so I am working on another film hasn't got a title yet but it's kind of a crazy project I think we're going to do it quite fast is this the project you were working on before Preverge no um, that's kind of on the back burner for now just because I don't know there's some similar themes to Preverge and it's a little bit like you know I don't know if really it's what an audience would want to see that's, me yeah, doing yeah. next in a way so I kind of just feel like that's that's going to go on the back burner for a bit and I'm I've got another project which is going to be almost like fantasy conceptual sort of thing almost Ooh. sci-fi but just very weird and crazy. yeah um, and it's going to be quite surreal um, and I'm quite excited about it actually because I feel really liberated like you know even when I was doing this film it was like I put lots of aspects of drama in there and I was a bit like oh am I going to get away with this and, um, and, you know, it's done really well and, and I, it's sort of confirmed to me like I can even branch out for myself out yeah. of my own comfort zone, you know. So I want to do that even more and kind of make something that's even more, like, out there, really. Uh, well, Alice, thank you so much for talking oh, to me. Um, this is one of the best interviews we've had. I'm, oh. I'm saying that because I'm, like, relating to the Tommy Wiseau one, which was terrible. I'm going to listen to that now. I'll find was it, he defensive and angry with he, you? He didn't like me at all. <laughs> and like, he, he said, why are you asking the same questions everyone else does? I was like, well, I wanted to say, why are you still plugging the same film? But <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I, I put my you? time. Um, yeah. Thank you, Alice. Um, and uh, Good luck with the q Thank you. Ah, oh, she seems really lovely. She is. Really lovely. I, I can confirm Alice Lowe is a lovely person. Maybe it's hard to have missed that. Yeah. Oh, well. 
Um, maybe she'll come here again on her next film. Yeah, her so next hopefully that's sci-fi, sci-fi. Fantasy, fantasy. Yeah, that I'm interested in that. Aces. It's really good that she's like wanting to break away from uh, what I think some people are trying to pen her in for mm. now as well. Definitely. Yeah, that's going to be brilliant. 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 Yeah. Um, right. So now you've had ten minutes or so to think about your favourite openings for musical films. Yeah. Well, okay. I've gone a little bit off. So, okay. Um, I, I got to see Book of Mormon, the, oh, nice. the South Park musical, yeah. which I know they're never going to make into a film, but that is a really good number. Of, they might um, make it into a film, you never know. I don't think they will. Um, but of Mormons uh, ringing the doorbells and saying and giving a kind of spiel, and it's just, um, they're all smiling, and it's very funny. Those um, guys are, are really good at writing songs. Yeah, well, they team up with... Um, clever um like broadway songwriters as mm. well which helps um the other one is from a film maybe not a musical well, it kind of is well, uh, i really liked the very recent shyrak the opening se- musical sequence yeah. of that with it uh, played nick cannon's um song shyrak and uh had uh kind of i haven't seen it si- since maybe enter the void um for the, the brilliant kind of word art coming up mm. on screen um, or text-based art. Yeah, that was top. Well done. Good one. Cheers. And you had some really good ones that yeah, you told me so, about. Yeah, um, so my two favourite is uh, West Side Story. Uh, w- the intro to that is just incredible. Like, West Side Story is like, hands da, 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 da. down, the best musical. I, I don't, I've I, never I really it. got into it. I think it's the... I don't really like films with singing in for the whole film. It's so good, though. And then, um, it, here's a little fact... You like Twin Peaks, right? Yes. Uh, the um, psycho- psychoanalyst in that, Dr. Jacoby, mm-hmm. and um, Audrey's dad, can't remember his name, they're like the two main guys in West Side Story, the, the t- main leaders of oh, the rival wow. uh, gangs. No way. I know, it's cool, right? Anyway, so that's, that's incredible. Um, my other favourite one um, was The Muppets, <sighs> which is the Jason Cigar one where yeah. they're singing... That great song. Um, everything is fine. Everything, everything is, is great. great. I got the whole wide world on the top of my plate. And there's a That's great line. Like, <laughs> life's a fit of fish. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Yeah, <laughs> Brilliant. Well, anyway. Then, uh, to uh, the Flight of the Concords, uh, Brett. From Brett McKenzie. Find that brilliant song. Yeah. All right. So, um... We've done La La Land. We've done Alice Lowe. Yeah, we've well, I've got to say, we'll do, we'll, do a, uh, we'll do a review of uh, Prevenge... Um, nearer the time so maybe yeah. in a couple of weeks we'll uh, put the interview in uh, again and maybe uh, have a little proper review of it too. yeah because you've you've seen it but um i missed it but i'm going, definitely going to watch it when it comes out on the 10th of february there we are right so films coming out uh, next in the next two weeks we've got the um pablo lorenz jackie the story of yeah. uh JFK being assassinated and Jackie Kennedy then going about not only uh, absolute grief, uh, but also trying to preserve her husband's legacy and her own. Mm. Played played by Natalie Portman with lots of kind of Oscar buzz around her performance. Yeah, so it, this is kind of... it's it's The way it's filmed, it's almost like a Son of Saul. Everything mm. is from her perspective. It's looking at her face for every single movement. Uh, maybe kind of like the cameras were um, looking yeah. uh, when she was ever on show because they were looking for that glimmer of emotion or that glimmer of stiff upper lip or something like that. Yeah, I'm quite interested in how it was shot because it, 
it's kind of got like a bit of a grainy texture, like yeah. like it's like, like from seventies TV. Yeah, old news, yeah. yeah. It looks really interesting. Yeah. Is that is that the guy who did um, Beautiful? No, what's no, it? not Beautiful. It's Pablo Loren who did uh, Tony Monero. Do you remember the Saturday Night Fever character Tony Monero? Well, it was it was a film about a uh, a fella that uh, was totally in love with that character and wanted to become him, and he was killing. He goes around killing people oh, right. to uh, to like live his dream, and he ends up kidnapping um, someone. Um, and then he also made last year the club, which was the more interesting uh, side of what of Spotlight. Um, yeah, the covering up of uh, th- these priests that had done terrible things. Ah, there we are. All right. So, a uh, really brilliant director, really brilliant star, supporting cast of John Hurt, Richard E. Grant, and Billy Crudup. Yeah, you'll see a lot, a lot of things. A uh, stunning-looking film. Yeah, it, it, with a very similar poster to Prevenge. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it won the Oscar for costume. Yeah, the, yeah. It's got it's got Carol vibes about it, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Right. Uh, then in a couple of weeks we have uh, Mel Gibson's um, intense film Hacksaw Ridge um, the pacifist war story yeah apparently the, the, the sequence at Hacksaw Ridge itself is um, I mean if you've seen Apocalypto by uh, Mel, Mel Gibson Gibber. if you've seen Passion of the Christ you know that he doesn't shy away from showing kind of gore yeah bod- body gore in kind of quite Horrific visceral. detail, yeah, visceral, and and apparently Hacksaw Ridge is very much along that, that um, yeah. akin to that, and uh, it's going to be really um, a fascinating portrait of this man's faith, uh, played by Andrew Garfield, amongst this this kind of horror and destruction of war. Yeah, so it's, it's about a pacifist who um, goes to war and refuses. Refuses to take a weapon with him, and so he's going out in the on the front line. Um, and instead of killing people, he's helping his um, comrades. Mm. True story. True story. Um, and then we have the return of one of Britain's greatest films, mm-hmm. Train Spotting. T2. Two. T2. T2, train spotting. Let's yeah. not get that wrong again. Um, so, uh, strangely, uh, Terminator titled film. <laughs> that aside, it has all the original cast Johnny Lee Miller, Ewan Bremner, uh, Kelly MacDonald, uh, Robert Carlyle, and of course, Ewan McGregor. Um, uh, Danny Boyle's in the director seat. It's got a killer soundtrack of old music and new music. You see uh, Young Fathers yeah. in there, Underworld, um, Fat White Family, brilliant band. Um, and it's also written by I- Ivan Welsh as well. Uh, well, it's not written by Ivan Welsh. It's uh, John S. Baird who wrote it, um, who wrote train, the original Trainspotting film. Uh-huh. Um, My mistake. And so... Yes, Irvin Welsh was the writer of the Trainspotting novel and its sequel, Porno. But it was John Hodge who wrote the screenplay for Trainspotting and T2 Trainspotting. John S. Baird wrote another Irvin Welsh adaptation, Filth. I think what you'll see with this film is a really faithful um, to the old one and the story and the characters. But what do we really want to see from this film? We want to see a film that can stand on its own. And yeah. that's what this film will give. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you name everyone involved and you kind of go, I trust this. Yeah. The, the, these are safe pairs of hands, aren't they? Yeah, I don't think Robert Carlyle has lost any of his crazy. <laughs> X. 
Excellent. Right, let's play the script. Oh, Descript! Okay, so Descript is where we have to describe a film to the other person, and we've got to describe as many as we can in 60 seconds. Yeah, and so the person describing gets a point every time uh, the other person guesses the right answer. So you're going to go first, and you're going to describe what films you're seeing in front of you. Right, let's do this. Get ready. Three, two, one... Oh, this has got James McAvoy in, and he can shoot round corners. Uh, shooter? No. Um, what is it? It's like if you're an outlaw, there's posters up around, and you are... Wanted. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, the Colours of the Wind Disney song from the film. Colours of the Wind? Um, it's, a, it's about a, a Native American woman. Uh, El Pocahontas? Yes. Um... This is a film starring Sean Penn about a gay man who becomes... Harvey a, Milk? Uh, just, oh. yeah, just milk. This is one of the uh, wizard films with the, the boy with the scar. So Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Cursed It's the one with Child, the... the um, Goblet of Fire. Yes, well done. Um, I don't know this, pass, pass. Um, oh, this is the um, Toga, Toga, Toga. Animal House. Yes. There we are. Time is up. Well done. That was phenomenal. So, uh, what did we got? Wanted, the James McAvoy film, Pocahontas, Milk, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, uh, Varsity Blues was the one you passed on. Yeah. I don't think I know Varsity Blues. No, I don't. And Animal House. Uh, but did I get? Yes, I did get that yeah. in time. Um, so that's the famous. Five. Uh, Famous five. No, famous five. The famous five points. Well done. So it's my turn to describe. I am going to beat five right now. Three, two, one, go. Um, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are together. Naughty. Bad boys. Yes. Um, Margaret Thatcher. Milk Snatcher. No. (laughs) Come on. uh, uh, Oh, the Iron Lady. Sorry. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, James Bond uh, so Pierce Brosnan won and he won't die yester he's gonna oh he's gonna I said die sorry okay. damn it damn it I can't believe I got that wrong um, so small birds that waddle on ice penguins and they went in a procession oh March the penguins yes um, Eddie Murphy and he's a doctor um, a fat doctor and he um, the clumps um, um, not Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, it's, um... He's a university... Uh, professor... And he's mad... No. The mad professor. The nutty professor. The nutty How professor. do you get the nutty professor? Because I haven't thought about that film since <laughs> 99. <laughs> Are you telling me I only One, got two, three? Three, yeah. Oh, I can't believe well, it. Well, you messed up with Dino the other day. Damn, damn, damn. Anyway, there we are. Congratulations, Alex, on the first uh, win of the new podcast. Um, Thank you very uh, much. That was very well done. That was a um, a hearty handshake for a a well-deserved win. That was... Okay, thank you for listening to the Picture House at Fag podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podcast Addict, whatever, wherever you listen to your podcasts, subscribe. You can find us. And yeah, um, yeah what do you search for? 
picture house at fact. Easy. Whoa. That rolls off the tongue. Exactly. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.